This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c Welcome back to the Finding Joy series on the Pete's Doc Talk podcast. If you're listening to this thinking, I'm going to give you parenting tips, you are mistaken. This episode has to do with finding joy, some personality values in you that can bring you more peace and joy. So will this mean your child will listen to everything you say? No. Eat everything you eat? No. That everything will go perfectly as a mom? No, 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 no. That's just not possible. Motherhood and life is not like that. I have so many podcast episodes and resources on my platform, Pete's Doc Talk, to tackle the parenting behavioral concerns you may have as a parent. But finding joy is about us, parents, mothers, caregivers, the people who take care of children, the mindset shift to navigate motherhood in this episode with the reality that I can do this and I'm going to do a great job with the information and resources I have at the current moment. I am sharing five values that have given me confidence as a mom and for the confident moms I've come across as well. These are also characteristics and values that I think any human being should have. And honestly, what I hope to teach Ryan. So even if you're not yet a mom, even if you're a father, even if you have no desire to ever have a child, that is okay. I really feel like the Finding Joy series can really resonate with people who are not just with parents. These are mindset shifts and mindset coaching that can really help you in every aspect of your life. Before you continue, make sure to mark down to listen to episode 23, which is 15 things we need to stop doing as mothers. I really feel like this episode may tie in really well with that one. So that is one of my first episodes when I first launched the podcast. So make sure you listen to episode 23, because I think it'll really resonate if you are a woman or a mother. So I am talking about values. What are values? So values are characteristics we have as human beings that help us feel more at peace. So it's not anything anyone's doing for you. It's not dictated by external stimuli. It is something that is inside of you and that is developed for you so that you can find more peace in this whole process. And these are five things that I carry or have developed. And I'm going to tell you with honesty, some of these things I have not always had. Some of these things I've created through motherhood, through my experience with Ryan's birth trauma, through various parts of my life. But these are the five things that I really feel have really helped me bring peace when peace is sometimes hard to find in motherhood. The first one is self-insight. This starts with looking inside yourself as what makes you, you. Start with your childhood. What was great? What wasn't great? 
even the best of parents may not have been perfect and you have to do some work as an adult. This is a really important concept to remember that just because you feel like everything went perfect in your childhood, you could be in a working relationship, a loving relationship, a relationship with your child, and some things are coming out that are giving you some idea that, you know what, I need to work on this. Self-growth is a lifelong process, and it starts with having self-insight into the things that make you who you are, the things that you love about yourself, and the things that maybe you need to work on. And I have to be honest, we all have to work on something. Nobody is perfect. Self-insight can be hard to obtain alone. It may take interactions with loved ones, peers, uh, co-workers, or even therapy to unpack, but it is important. Why is it so important? Because this is the core of being able to make changes and navigate the detours motherhood will bring you. You have to know what makes you tick, what makes you thrive, your goals, and also the things that empower you and drive you. This is a whole picture of your self-definition, your needs, your goals, and your attributes. This is how you're going to get through hard times. Self-insight can also help you create identity so you don't lose yourself in motherhood. Your only identity is not being a mom. I find that people who have put all of their identity into motherhood are the ones that find themselves becoming most disappointed because then they feel like their value is only in motherhood. So when things aren't going perfectly, when their child is throwing a tantrum or maybe they their child grows older and moves out of the house, I'm giving examples, they become empty nesters, they get sad, they feel like their value in their life has diminished because they're no longer playing that mother card. I want to remind you that your identity is not just being a mom. It could be being an employee or uh, for in my situation, a physician. It could be being a spouse. It could be being a partner. It could be a friend. There are other identities besides being a mom. And through self-insight, you are going to tell yourself, this is who I am, self-definition. These are my needs. This is what I, I know doesn't work well for me. These are my goals. This is what I want to accomplish as a mom, as a human being. And these are the attributes that I love about myself or that I don't love about myself. When you lose identity and when you lack self-insight, it's going to get easier for you to get lost in motherhood. You're going to start comparing yourself to others, second guessing your choices, all the ways we lose confidence. But you need to know yourself. You will not lose confidence in who you are if you have the self-insight at its core. And remember, in your journey through motherhood and being an adult, you are not going to feel that you know yourself at every given moment. But when you have self-insight, you're telling yourself, right now, I don't feel like myself. Right now, this is not who I am. Right now, I need this, that, or the other. Right now, with self-insight, I can tell myself that I don't have what I need, but how can I make that happen? And how can I also recognize that this season is the season that I'm not going to have the things that I desire? I use the example of, I know that I need help in certain aspects in the home to thrive with Pete's Doc Talk as a business, um, my day job, and also Ryan. I need help in the form of a nanny. We don't have any family around. We don't really have a lot of a social circle here. And my husband works a job that is evenings and weekends and not a very stable schedule for me to have his reliability in his schedule that he's going to be there. So I know that I need help, quote unquote, but I always don't have it. I've had a nanny who ended up leaving and then I have a nanny who helps in the mornings. So I know I don't get exactly what I want. And that is okay. The self insight in me knows that my need is that I would love help. But my reality is that 
I don't have that help and that is okay. I'm not pushing away and saying, I can do everything. I'm a hero. I can do it all. No, I understand through my self insight that I'm not capable of doing everything on my own. And that through that self insight, I know what I'm going to delegate. I know that if I don't have a nanny, what I need to cut back on or what I'm going to do differently. So sometimes that means more packaged food for dinner because sometimes I'll have to do more drop-offs and pickups and don't have enough time to make a fresh meal. There's all these different things that you're going to have to realize in your own resources. But having self-insight can get you there so that you have peace in whatever season of motherhood you are in. Because sometimes you're going to be thriving. Sometimes everything is going great. You have the help you need. You're feeling on top of the world. But at other times, like the time that I'm actually recording this podcast, I'm actually at a low. But you're not going to hear that in my voice and in my tone because I have the self-insight to know I am in a season right now that where I'm not thriving and I'm just surviving and that is okay. So being okay with that and having insight into who you are can really help. Leading to the second one is humility. To be able to have self-insight, you have to be humble and understanding that you're not perfect. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people. It actually took me, I would say about six years ago is when I started developing more humility, not only as a pediatrician, but as a partner and then eventually as a mother. So there's a huge difference between self-confidence and being cocky. I can see this from a mile away when I see another human being, especially outwardly successful human beings, whether it's in person or on social media. I tend to gravitate towards fellow confident people and not cocky people. I do not like being around cocky people because I can tell from a mile away that these people lack self-insight and humility and they are only just puffing their feathers you know, for others to see, but they lack the internal core of being humble and having insight. Because if you have insight, you're not going to be cocky because you understand that no one's perfect. You're going to understand that everyone has strengths and weaknesses. So I learn more from people who are confident and thrive around them because they have that self-insight and humility in their qualities. And I really surround myself with people like that in real life, but even on social media, because I feel I can learn more from them and feel more inspired to do that. You know, that humble self-insight that can really lead to more success. Successful human beings are not all cocky, right? Many are confident, but this is different than that cockiness that I mentioned. Confidence is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgment, while cocky means you're conceited and boldly or brashly self-confident, meaning your core is that you feel like I'm amazing and I know everything and this is who I am and this is great and I have nothing I need to work on. But confidence is saying I trust in my ability. I trust that I know what I know and I know what I don't know and that is okay. Humility is key in motherhood because let's be perfectly honest. None of us are quote unquote perfect. We are all navigating and troubleshooting as we go. What is perfect is accepting this as perfection, the process, not a result, the process of learning about being a mom, the process about learning about what makes you tick and what doesn't make you tick. And why do I lose my cool with my child? And why does my child throwing food or food refuse food refusing make me so upset? This is what is important. And that is perfection. Also, I could do a whole other episode about perfection. But perfection is societally created. We create standards based on society's definition of perfection. But perfection can be defined by you. You can define how you feel perfect as a mom. And I believe these five qualities can get you there. 
Humility is also just a great quality in making mom friends. Being around a know-it-all is not fun. I mean, I've been there. I know you all have probably been there and maybe you are this person. The brashness, the judgment. Oh my gosh, it's exhausting when all of us are trying to do the same thing, raise loved children. Humility is a powerful characteristic that exudes self-confidence because you recognize your strengths and work with that, but also recognize your weaknesses and work towards remedying that if that's a possibility for you. We are not perfect people and we all have things that we can be better at even if we're overall amazing. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Artube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with factor meals because they're ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious factor meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You made it halfway through an episode, so you must be loving the show. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel where I share answers to all of the common topics submitted to me regarding child health, development, and debunking all that misinformation you hear online. My goal is for PDT to be a one-stop shop for your searching needs. Bye-bye late night Googling. So make sure to go to YouTube and search Peds Doc Talk TV. Hit that subscribe button and binge watch all the amazing episodes and episodes to come. Have suggestions for future videos? Make sure to chat in the community section on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to give an example. Like I have this self-insight and humility and understanding that I know what I know and there's some things I don't know. And I am very open and accept that. And I think 
more people need to do that, especially as professionals and doctors, because we don't know everything. It's a reality. There's so much to know. How can you be a master at everything or even a master in your trade? There's always going to be something to know. But you also have to recognize, okay, what are some things that I need to work on? So for example, I would like to manage when I get angry at my child or yell or time management, learning patience, how I learn. You know, these are ways that we can be better as human beings. And the self-insight is the first step. And humility is also there too, to be able to make that realization. So humility not only allows you to recognize the things that make you you, that self-insight piece, but allows you to open yourself up to self-growth. If you think you're amazing at everything, you have already put up a blocker on self-growth because you're not. I mean, you're not amazing at everything. Self-growth means that you know that there's always more to learn and you have the humility in understanding that. Parenthood and life with a child will always throw you curveballs and humility will allow you to be open to the self-growth in those moments rather than resisting it. So if you think that you're perfect and I'm going to do this, this and this and this is what I'm going to do and then life throws you a curveball, you're going to have a harder time navigating that curveball because you have gotten so rigid in your perfection, so rigid in your lack of humility, so rigid in having the lack of self-insight that you don't understand that, you know what, I'm human, I'm humble, this is going to happen. This is not me, it's bigger than me. And you're not going to learn to be able to navigate those lows as readily as someone else who has humility and self-insight. This leads me to number three, which is vulnerability. So this is hard for many people, especially type A people like me putting my hand up, but it is very important. Misconception that vulnerability means you have to tell everyone everything going on with you whenever it happens, like you have to be an open book. Absolutely not. Vulnerability means you are vulnerable with your emotions, with yourself, maybe a loved one that you really trust. And if it helps, you can be vulnerable with strangers, but you don't have to be. And I say strangers like me, like I have a platform, I'll maybe share something on social media. But you get to choose what you share, if you share it, when you share it, and who you're going to share it with. That's part of the strength that comes with being vulnerable. You know, I share parts of my life on my social media, but I don't share other parts. At one point, I wanted to share everything because I wanted to be this open book. And I said to myself, well, you know, I'm vulnerable and I love sharing this because maybe it's going to help others. But I also know that there's a timing and there's some things I just don't need to share with everybody, especially strangers on the Internet. And I have made that choice by having humility, self-insight into knowing, okay, what do I need to know? What do I know? What matters here? You know, like almost pausing and putting a block and saying, I need to think about the things that I'm sharing before I just start sharing things. But it's important to have this vulnerability where you are okay with all of your feelings. You know, my feelings on every any given day or any given week are going to include happiness, joy, excitement, sadness, fear, and it's an array of the human emotion that I can feel in a day, in an hour, and I don't resist it. This is the core of so many of my Finding Joy episodes, right? To make you feel less alone, to make you feel a little more vulnerable, because through vulnerability leads to the biggest breakthroughs. When you can feel your feelings, you can gain self-insight, humility, and grow as a mother or as a person. I think we're afraid to be vulnerable as moms because one, we feel Everyone has their own issues. Nobody's going to understand, like, why am I going to share my story or my struggle? And sometimes, number two, you feel you're the only one struggling, but you can't tell, you know, that you're struggling because other people are going through things, too. And then it's like this competition of who's struggling more and one upping and, you know, you are going through this and I'm going through this. No, everyone can just have a struggle. And if we can start saying to each other, 
I'm struggling. Can I just talk first and then you listen and then we switch roles? This can really help in just getting it out there and just making it that, look, I know this may sound like not a big issue to you. We don't even have to say that. If it's a big issue to you in your mind at that moment, you should be able to say, hey, I want to talk about this so that you can let it go. You can process through it. And then maybe with time, those issues won't bother you as much. But if you keep resisting it and saying, oh, I shouldn't be able to talk about this and this is not a big deal. Much everyone else has it much worse and that my issues don't matter. Then you're only just brushing your issues under a rug and you're not allowing it to be at the forefront of your feelings so that you can feel it and grow from it because that's the goal here. So don't struggle in silence. Of course, you have to have the space to be able to tell someone. So if it's a loved one, you have to say, hey, look, I really need to talk about something. Are you in the space to receive this information right now? If that person isn't, you have to say, let's try another time. Or that means we have to see a therapist, right? You want to be able to get those feelings out in a healthy way so that you can process it and grow. Being a wall and saying everything is fine when it's not, toxic positivity, not having feelings, not confiding in anyone only makes you bottle it up and lets it fester. You have to release it so that you can release that energy and learn from it. Because when you say it out loud or write it in a diary or talk to someone about it, you can now get it out of your mind and say, I see it. I see it from the outside. I'm seeing that this is not something that's serving me at this moment. How can I now change my mindset and change how I view this for the better? And that is what this is all about. Also, if we are in this space that we want to normalize our children's feelings, right, that every feeling is welcome and then we don't allow ourselves to feel, what are we telling our child? We have to be able to feel our feelings. Obviously, as adults, we have to have better coping skills, hopefully, than a two-year-old. But we are not normalizing the array of human emotions when we push back against fear, anxiety, sadness, all of the quote unquote negative feelings that people tell us. It's okay to feel it. It's okay to be vulnerable. And I encourage you to be a little bit more vulnerable as a mother as you navigate this process because vulnerability has taught me so much about myself, the self insight, and also to be more humble so that when I go through really hard times, And I've had those experiences many times in the last 28 months that I can say to myself, this isn't forever. I'm going to feel how sad I'm feeling right now. I'm going to lean on the people I need to lean on self-insight. I'm going to be humble and understanding that I don't know everything. And I'm going to get through this, whether it's through the help of others, whether it's on my own and my mindset. But you can't have mindset shifts without these things. Number four is flexibility. Speaking as someone who is very inflexible for most of her life. Okay. Yes, it's true. And I use self-insight and humility to help me realize it. This is a very powerful value. I would say, again, that flexibility changed in me. Like the, I was very inflexible up until I met my husband. I met my husband and he actually taught me that you're kind of like really stubborn and it's actually very annoying. And I was like, hey, no one ever talked to me like this before. Like we should break up. And I realized that's not how I can solve every relationship. Um, I really need to work on myself. If he's telling me I'm stubborn and multiple people have told me in my life that I've been stubborn before, maybe I need to start listening, right? And if people are telling you about a characteristic that maybe you need to work on, it's time to have that self-insight and humility and saying, yeah, I do need to work on that. So I learned this in very different aspects of my life, but also after Ryan's delivery that we can't always expect things to go our way or as we intended. Life, children just don't work that way. Flexibility is a quality that can not only bring you peace as a parent, but it can help your child. Sometimes you may have a goal 
and you'll need to pivot to another plan if it's not working. Sometimes you could have an expectation that your life is going to look a certain way or that your motherhood journey is going to look a certain way, delivery, everything in our life, right? I mean, I had a traumatic delivery. I'm now going through IVF and there's all these things that have been out of my quote unquote plan. But I've also started to realize that I need to have some understanding that I can have expectation and dreams, but I also have to have the understanding that there has to be flexibility. But in order to be flexible, you have to have self-insight into knowing what you know and don't know. You have to have humility in saying, you know what you need to do here and you know that you may need to pivot and that is okay. And then you have to have vulnerability in saying, this is tough and this is not in my control right now. I'm okay admitting that this is hard. I did not cause this for my family, for myself. It is not me. Be vulnerable in feeling upset. Be vulnerable in feeling your feelings so that you can gain this flexibility. Also, I believe that flexibility can help in avoiding guilt. When you have the self-insight, humility, and flexibility, you can be more accepting of change in a different situation or a current situation. Take breast or formula feeding. My rigid plan was to breastfeed, right? My, I'm going to breastfeed. I bought all the stuff. I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm going to breastfeed. I'm going to breastfeed. My flexible plan was realizing that formula made more sense for me and my family, Ryan, obviously, because I was in ICU. And for me at that moment, it made sense that I wanted to rest versus setting an alarm to pump for another woman. They don't even have to go through a traumatic delivery. They could decide that I don't want to breastfeed or I want a formula feed because it gives me more time to rest or whatever they want to do. And we got to be accepting of that. But you're not going to gain that unless you have the flexibility with your plan, humility, all the things that I mentioned. And that's how you can avoid staying in guilt by having a flexible mindset. It's okay to feel the guilt. Don't, don't forget that these are normal human emotions to feel guilt. But I don't want you to stay in the feelings. And that is what this is about. That if you can have these values, you can feel the feeling of guilt and say, gosh, I don't like the way this makes me feel. But I also have these other values that are going to help me uplift from this moment. And I'm going to see the situation for what it is in the moment and pivot with the information and resources I have at that moment as well. The pivoting with the information and resources you have is so vital because it's going to change all the time, right? Because your resources are going to change using the childcare example that I have. Your finances may change, resources. Your information may change. Maybe there's a new update on health or safety or something. So you constantly have to say to yourself, I'm going to be flexible with the information and resources I have at the current moment I'm in. On the day that I'm listening to this podcast, on this day, I'm going to know this that I'm not going to know two days from now, or I'm going to have this resource that may change at any time. We can't control the information that comes out and the resources that come out or the information we know. So we have to do our best with where we are at in the moment. The number one value, and it is the most important, but you need the other ones to get there. And as a reminder, if we're going to go back, it's self-insight, humility, vulnerability, flexibility. But the number one thing is you need to have self-trust. Why don't you trust yourself? A lot of it can be because of comparison, judgment, too much noise, imposter syndrome, too much information overload, or a lack of doing number one, which is self-insight, which is why I put it as number one. You have to trust yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses. And that goes back to having the self-insight. I created the Finding Joy series because I wanted to tackle all of these things I just mentioned, the comparison game, the judgment, the too much noise, the too much information overload, all the things that cause us to lose trust in ourselves. We think about motherhood that this has been done for generations. And if you had no book or no course or nothing, 
Mothers were doing this well before they had anything to read, correct? Now we have all this information, which I think is so awesome, but it's also can be overwhelming, right? You can feel like I'm not doing it right. So we really have to get back to that self-trust, the trust in ourself, our strengths and our weaknesses, that insight that I mentioned. You are your child's mother. However that child came into your life, they are yours. They don't have another person like you, the mother figure. And you have to trust yourself in this process. Yes, there will be times you make mistakes. Yes, you're going to have to learn a lot. Yes, you will feel very unsure with the decisions that you make. But that is all part of the self-insight, humility, vulnerability, flexibility, and self-trust that you're going to create by being a mom. You have to trust yourself, your abilities, and again, what you know and what you don't know so that you can reclaim your joy. This is such an important concept because when you can get to this point where you have accomplished all of these values, where you say, yeah, I feel I can do all of these and you actually are doing them, you're going to feel more at peace with your choices as a mother. It's not going to mean that when life throws you lemons that you're going to be able to handle everything with a smile on your face. That is not the purpose of this episode nor the purpose of life. It's going to say that when life throws me lemons, I'm going to be very upset by it. I can be upset. I'm going to give myself permission to feel that vulnerability, grieve however you want to grieve. But I'm also going to find a way to get through that grief in my own time. Anytime you doubt yourself as a mom, Dig deep and say, I am worthy of this role. I will figure it out. If I can't figure it out, I'm going to lean on my partner or someone I trust to help me, whether that's a physician, a person you love following online. You have resources there, but you have to trust yourself and you have to trust what you know first. Do not lose faith in yourself or your abilities. You are the best mom for your child and you are more than capable of this role. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As you probably realize, the Finding Joy series is my most favorite part of my podcast. And by the way, it's actually the most popular series on my podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you share it on Instagram and tag me. Make sure you write a review or leave a rating because I love reading those reviews, but I also, it really helps for other people to find the podcast when there's more ratings and reviews. Thank you again. And I will talk to you next time with another Finding Joy episode that I have planned. I cannot wait and I'll talk to you soon. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.